0: hello one and all and welcome to episode one of the cosmos of me my name is jackson miller this is the first episode of a crazy adventure that i've decided to finally go down it is currently october the 6th 2020 it's about three forty in the morning and as i stated this is the very first episode of this podcast so i have very little clue what i'm doing if I continue to do this, I plan to upload it on Tuesdays. I'll have no specific length. could be five minutes, it could be an hour. You'll never know. In my early listeners, I'm assuming you'll know who I am. Um, basic Democrat like who I am. I am a straight, white, 18-year-old male attending college at the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls, Iowa. I live off campus in Waterloo, Iowa, a real sister city of Cedar Falls, and yeah, I kind of decided to do this podcast because it is very early in the morning. I drink some caffeine far too late at night, and that means my brain is wide awake when my body has decided that it doesn't want to be. And so that means I get to lay there, motionless, dealing with my own thoughts and existing in the cosmos of me. And it occurred to me, maybe it would help me process this, these thoughts if I were to speak them out loud to some unknown listener who may not even exist at any point in time. But I laid in bed for like two hours thinking about it, and after like 20 minutes of trying to come up with the right name for this, and a lot of struggle to design the very lame um, graphic for this podcast, I've made it to this point. During this show, I will talk about anything from what's bothering me in the world, to what I'm learning about in college, to the color of the grass that day. I suppose I'll dive right in on what I've on my mind today. In my philosophy class lately, we've been discussing a lot of interesting things, as you can imagine in a first year college level philosophy class, we would do. Um, one thing we've discussed lately that's really been interesting to me is an idea that Plato holds. Plato is a student of Socrates, ancient Greece, long, long time ago, they started philosophy and interesting conversations. anyways. so and Plato has this idea of the forms, which is really this strange hierarchy of things, the bottom obviously being the worst, the top being the best. Um, and basically, we can think of this as being ...kind of a hierarchy of goodness of, like, I don't know, things in our world. Anyways, let me describe to you this hierarchy. It's got four levels. The bottom level of this wonderful hierarchy is simply images, or it's easier to assume it's reflections. Um, And how it works is the lower each level below the one above it is kind of just a reflection of that one above it so when we're looking at images we're looking at reflections of the physical things the physical things themselves like the steps that we have in our world are just reflections of what plato calls the forms which is the third level from the bottom second from the top this an example of this would be perhaps a physical thing, we could draw out a triangle, but it's never going to be perfectly a triangle. It's never going to be exactly correct. Even in our minds, we can't even begin to create the perfect triangle, because we've never seen one and it's impossible to imagine a perfect thing. But this perfect thing is the form. So, when you draw a triangle, the closer to perfection this triangle is, the more it shares in the form of triangularity. So, obviously, I've talked about how there's a fourth layer, and you're probably thinking, if the forms are all perfect, then what could possibly be, what could they possibly be a reflection of? But what Plato um, talks about is that. The very top of this hierarchy is something he um, dubs the form of the good. Um, And you can think of that in many different ways. Basically, the perfect forms get their imagery of perfectness from this top um, level in the hierarchy. Um, If you wanted to get religious about it, we talked about this in class, you could look at that top level as a god of swords or if you wanted to it can just simply be the idea of perfection um so that's you know plato's idea there another interesting philosopher we've been talking about who is a little just a few years later than plato aristotle um an interesting fellow not a very good person from what i've Heard uh, real sexists talk down to slaves, but it was also ancient Greece, so it was kind of you know, the norm at that time. Not that that's an excuse, but um, Aristotle has this idea of what we call the causes, Aristotle's causes, and he writes about this in his um, book called Physics. Um, And basically, everything has four causes. Everything in the world, everything you can think of has four causes. So, um, the first cause is the material cause. So, you're looking at what are things made out of? Um, You know, this desk is made of wood and metal nails and, you know, all that stuff. Um, So, that's a pretty simple cause, very easy for people to understand. The next cause is something we call the formal cause, Um, and it's not like formal as in it's wearing a tuxedo. It's formal in the idea of like form. So you're looking at the shape, or if it's something that doesn't necessarily have a finite shape, the definition. So one thing that we looked into in class, and I think is an interesting thing to look at, is um, the formal cause of a human being obviously, every human being has a different physical shape. But if you break it down in the definition of a human, and you break that all the way down, you get to this, I, this formal cause of thought or complex thinking. And technically, you know, you could say other animals have thoughts, so you really have to narrow it down and say, this level of thought that only a human could have is the formal cause of a human but you know for something like the desk like i mentioned with the material cause it's that generic shape of a table with legs or maybe there's a hutch over it or you know whatever desk may it look like or if it's like a bowl it's round and you know plate and whatever um that's the formal cause it's fairly easy to understand with most things but of course some things can make it a little more complicated um So of course we've got what stuff is made out of, what it's supposed to look like, but then our third cause is what um, Aristotle dubs the efficient cause, Um, excuse me, Um, the efficient cause is basically whatever takes the material and creates it into the shape or the formal cause. so say it's a factory or a woodworker or, or um uh, if you're going back at a human being it would be like your parents and anything like that um so that's pretty interesting the efficient cause you can look at that at a lot of you know there's a lot of specific people in the world with specific jobs to create specific things and so that can be interesting to look at um the last, the fourth of Aristotle's causes, is called the final cause. And it's not final in the sense that it is the very end of the thing, but it's kind of the the main goal of the thing, if you will. So um, if we go back to the desk, the main goal of the desk is me to write on and do work at separate from other places you know to store pens or whatever um of course that you know works for something like that but if you go back and you look at well what's the final cause of a human being um there's kind of two different trains of thought when you're looking at the final cause of a human being which i find interesting there's one thought the final cause of a human being is simply death but like i kind of stated there um final doesn't necessarily mean the last thing that happens so the other kind of thought for the final cause is that it's more of a satisfaction happiness fulfillment something along those lines which i think is a little more hopeful to look at so yeah i don't know philosophy is kind of crazy and weird and it's on my mind and um, it helps for me to understand it more. The more I say it to myself over and over again, even if it seems very much sim- rather simple. I do apologize if at any point I mumble over my words. It is four o'clock in the morning, and I should definitely be getting sleep. Um, but back to Aristotle's causes. Um, some interesting things that i just kind of like to look at with those is the causes work better with things that are more natural i'd say so you know if we were to say like a computer or here now that's a little too far let's say like a spoon right a spoon doesn't necessarily have to be made out of any one material it doesn't necessarily i mean it doesn't necessarily has to have the form of a spoon but it can be many different things that could be used to scoop up food which would be the final cause um and there doesn't necessarily have to be a human agent in the action of the efficient cause so that's something interesting but if you look at something like a pine cone was our example in class very easy just to look at the material being you know that organic material of a pine cone the formal being that kind of spiky defensive rough shape the efficient being the original pine tree and the final being to reproduce and create more pine trees um it's really rather interesting but then so that's that's you know a fun thing to look at But if you really wanted to um, get deep with Aristotle's causes, I think it's fun to stop and look at well, if we have these four causes, then what are the four causes of God, you know, which is kind of what we were wrapping up with in class just yesterday. And so, I mean, if you walk through the four causes of God, material cause, God. If we're looking at the traditional Judeo-Christian God, doesn't have a material form, all right? Um, so he doesn't have a material cause. If we look at the efficient cause of God, he doesn't have. He, I mean, no one created God, is what we're taught in you know Christian Judeo-Christian tradition. God is eternal and has existed forever. Um, but the formal and the final are where it gets kind of interesting. About God. Um, because God's formal cause, if you will, um, is perfection in every way. So it's not a specific thing, but just kind of with human, like with humans where it was thought, we're going at a definition of God, not like a shape of God, because obviously it's not like an old man with a big beard or whatever. So God's form is that of perfection, which is really interesting to think about. Um, excuse me. <coughs> and of course, that leaves the final cause of God, which again is just the existence of perfection um perfection incarnate really and it's hard to you know think about if you're not in a philosophical mindset i think if you really stop and take that in for a minute and think about you know your initial gut feeling at least you're thinking religiously is god exists you know to help his people or to welcome them into the afterlife or whatever but um, if you just really break it down to its core elements, I think you get to you got to this idea that um, he is just his purpose is to be perfection, and his his form is perfection, which is interesting. So God is the only thing that only fits two of the causes, which is pretty fun to look at. Something we haven't discussed in class yet, but I think will be rather interesting now that I've started talking about it, is maybe if we were to apply Aristotle's causes as the Plato's forms, we could really get at some interesting things. um, Excuse me. (coughs) Where you know the only thing that doesn't fit Aristotle's causes are is God. And we talked about how, with Plato's forms, God was kind of this form of the good, that top level. But I think it would be interesting to try to pull just the regular forms through Aristotle's causes, and I don't even really know how we would begin to do that. Because if you think about it, the forms are perfect. And I don't know if you could say anything created them, but the forms aren't God. But they were a reflection of it. And it, it, you know, it gets. Philosophy is philosophy. Um, And I find that interesting. Um, Philosophy itself means the love of wisdom. I'm sure that's known. But what I will probably get at most in this podcast when I'm talking is a branch of philosophical thought known as ontology um ology obviously being the study of onto is being so ontology is the study of being um which you know sounds kind of deep and i'm 14 and this is deep to say but i think it's a very interesting thing to look at and something that helped inspire um you know, this podcast, and the way that I think, and how I treat how I live through the world. Um, uh, Philosophy will probably not be the only of my many college classes that I discuss well on this podcast. I will at some point probably be sucked into discussing my psychology class that I'm taking It is a very boring base level psychology class, Um, but it does pose some interesting ideas about human development, um, the physicality of the human brain, which I think also applies to this um, desire for deeper thought, more complex thought that I'm chasing. Another thing that you may hear me bring up in future episodes is my humanities class, which isn't due here for a couple weeks so it might be an episode or two before we do but we study ancient time periods and the culture and the art and while it doesn't most of it doesn't it's hard to see where it applies directly to today it's still interesting to think about time in relativity to humanity and you know how far we've come even just in the last Thirty years or so, with just this boom of technology, and you know, it's it's fun to stop and think that technology doesn't necessarily mean electronics. But we've just seen such a boom in electronics in the last however long that that's what the word has kind of taken on. Um, I have here in front of me, you. May have heard me grabbing it, um, a piece of paper that I wrote a poem on the other day. I will. Um, out and say the reason that i wrote the poem is because i just bought some new pens and wanted to test out the new pens but um this poem is what got the word cosmos into my brain and um is really what you know kind of inspired the name of this podcast and trust me there was lots of different iterations of the name of this podcast um My first thought for the name of this podcast was going to be The Mind of a Friend, but that was, you know, The Mind of a Stranger was the original thought, but that was taken. I worked my way through a lot of different things, and then I remembered Cosmos. Um, At one point, I was thinking A Fellow Mind, but that looked like some sort of weird cult thing when I looked it up, and I wasn't too interested in that anyways i'm sorry um back to the idea of cosmos that i got from writing this poem the other day with my new fancy pens we are about 20 minutes into this here very first episode and i'm going to read to you the poem that i wrote the other day about cosmos and existence and once i'm done with that we'll wrap up the episode there you goes for as long as the world let me lie unscathed, then so too must I unto the world. For it is a fair one to those who stop and breathe it. For those whose goal is joy will find only pain. Those who seek pain will find just that. To those who stop and lie only for the sake Oh, and live, sorry, my apologies. To those who stop and live only for the sake of tomorrow, they are among those of whom the world shares fairness with. So is the existence of the cosmos to the lonely soul. Um, I apologize for having to pause in a while there, but basically, I was feeling lonely when I wrote this, apparently, and feeling that the world was, in some way, a fair one. Um, that those who seek joy you find pain, and those who seek pain find pain. Um, but only those who live for the sake of tomorrow find fairness. And that's what I wrote about And a uh, very fun handwriting with these new pens that I saw on TikTok the other day. Uh, they light, write very lightly, um, and they're fairly cheap pens, um, but good quality. Um, They're the Sharpie S-Gels. My only complaint is I wish they had a finer point, um, but that's just because I really like fine point pens. So, that's probably going to conclude the first very short episode of a madman of sorts babbling very early in the morning to himself, probably not making a whole lot of coherent sense and sounding a lot like an idiot. Um, If you've somehow listened to this whole thing and are still awake, um, I applaud you. I thank you greatly. Feel free to contact me if you know me. Say hello. Um, This has been the Cosmos of me. I'm Jackson Miller and I will see you for next, week episode, next week's episode, which I will hopefully record at a regular time in the afternoon, where my brain is more apt for such a task. Um, May we hope that I discover some topics to bring with me next week, so that you are not just babble on about what I've learned in philosophy class, um, but maybe something interesting will have happened in my life um between now and then i don't have anything too exciting scheduled i do get paid and i do have to do some psychology homework and i will be traveling a little bit so you know i suppose there's potential for the week between now and the next time we'll get an episode of this show again i thank you greatly for listening if you've made it this far so long and good night fans